screwed up comics. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, today is a bonus episode of Screwed Up Comics. Um, I am about to head out to go to Houston, Houston's biggest Comic-Con, I guess you could say, called Comic Palooza. So I wanted to do a little something different with this episode where I talk a little bit about my past experiences with, with conventions. Then I'm going to go to Comic Palooza. And then I'm going to come back and then record a little bit more. So there's going to be a, a, a break in, in how the episode is recorded uh, to give like a, a before and after type perspective on, on, on things. So, um, you know, that said, uh, I will start talking about, you know, how Comic Cons were when, you know, I was younger and, and how they've evolved and to these, these cultural, you know, pop culture phenomenons. Um, Comic cons when I was younger were nothing but a bunch of like hardcore collectors that just had a bunch of long boxes and they'd buy a table, they'd buy a booth and they would, you know, sell their comics. I mean, it was just, it was always just like the, you know, on the first floor of some Hilton or Holiday Inn where you could, uh, you know, just, it, it was always like one ballroom, may, maybe two ballrooms if it was a big enough one. <clears throat> and as I've gotten older, what I've noticed is, like, like, you know, then there's the guy that plays Aquaman. I think his name is Momoa. You know, he's skateboarding through the exhibit hall in San Diego Comic-Con with his security guards running after him, trying to keep up. And like 50 women coming after that, that fucking built beast. It's, I mean, it, these things have turned into something that is so far beyond comics, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, but it does... You know, for an individual like me and my cousin who are about to go to Com uh, Palooza, you know, we're we don't have much in terms of celebrities or guest appearances that we want to see. Um, again, there were no guest appearances at Comic Cons uh, when I was younger. It was it, it was never like that. They were never they never pushed pop culture. Now that that's a bad thing, I'm just saying that that's not what it was, and that's not how it ever was at that time. So, um, you know, I you know those are the comic cons I went to as a kid, my, my first ones. Um, <clears throat> right, I think in a previous episode I talked about how right before COVID just locked the entire world down, um, me and my cousin for his birthday in March of last year went to one of those old school type comic cons where 
It was like a Holiday Inn. I think it actually was a Holiday Inn. It was just some fucking, you know, three-star hotel and, and with the with the ballroom rented out. And, you know, bought a bunch of comics. And we, we spent mad money just because, you know, we were dummies. We were just there. And so um, that's kind of how it goes. You, you almost feel like you're on a vacation when you go to one of these things, even if it's your own. Even if it's in your own city, you know? So, anyways, we'll keep going on that. So, when, when me and my cousin, who who's on his way here right now, uh, on our, we're about to go to Comic Palooza, but <clears throat> like I said, you know, we had experience with these other Comic Cons in the, in the past. And like I said, they were just... You know, it was so funny last year. I guess funny. Funny is probably the wrong word. But last year, like I said, at the Comic-Con um, that we went to, that was just a, you know, old school type Comic-Con. No panels and none of that stuff. Um, it was really, it was really interesting to see the crowd, um, the dealers. It, it was, it was, it was a right vibe. You know what I mean? This is now the thing with Comic Cons is they're so expansive. They go so far beyond, you know, just comics. You know, San Diego Comic Con is, I mean, at this point, I mean, comics are what? Uh, shit, a third? I, I mean, at the, I mean, a third is super generous, I would guess. I mean, it's like you go there and it's like celebrities are the big thing. You got Jason and Momoa. Riding a skateboard around the exhibit all with security chasing him and 50 women chasing him. You got all this stuff, you know, where it's just so far beyond the actual comic stories, which is fine. I mean, you know, in the end, <clears throat> I do think that even if the the, the cons are experienced, so expanded into um other areas of pop culture that event you know there's always going to be some guy or some kid or some little girl that are it's they're they're going to see a movie they're going to see a character they're going to see something like that they're going to see a cosplay they're going to see something and they're going to say i want to read more about that and that if if you can hit one or two of those just I mean, it's worth it. If you have an entire event like San Diego Comic-Con and two kids walk away from that experience saying, hell yeah, like, I want to go read some comics now. I've already seen all the Avengers. I mean, that's a big time get. That's a big time thing for, for comics. And uh, and it's very exciting to see and, and hope that, you know, younger fans uh, get involved with, with the hobby because... You know, as 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 adults, we can only carry it so far. You know, um, it, it does require the uh, the the imagination and the um, you know the uh, I guess you can call it the the way that they're so starstruck by either their their heroes that they see on um, movies or TV or or a splash page in a comic. So. Anyways, you know, so Comic-Cons back when when I was younger, they were not like they are now. They were not pop culture conventions. They were 
they were strictly booth rentals that involved, um, you know, people trying to sell parts of their collection, you know, um, and to me, that's all I've ever really known. So that's why I'm really excited to head to Comic Palooza right now. Because as light as the guest appearances are, um, I'm still excited to get out there. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm very um, entertained by cosplay. I would never do it. I don't, I, I, I find it to be an extreme, like, whatever level of, of geekdom. But at Comic Con, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing how these people spend all their time and, and dedicate to their craft of, you know, making these costumes. And um, I'm excited to kind of see that. I, I, I feel like I'm going to be that, that, that Comic Con tourist that's like, all right, then, like, I like that, that, that cosplay outfit you got on, homie. Like, let's, let's take a picture. And you know, that's what they, they love that shit too. You know, you see all these comic conscious, they love that shit. And, uh, and that's, that's part of the community. I mean, I, I'm so down for that. Like I, I find it, it's whatever, man. It's just whatever makes people happy, whatever their hobbies are. <clears throat> if dressing up like the predator or, I don't know, man. Just any number of comic book characters. It, it, it's just cool, man. It, it's fucking cool, man. Just do it. Express yourself. I'd never do it. Never going to do it. But if you do, I find it to be very cool. So, you know, I find the confidence in it also to be very, very cool that uh, somebody would have so much confidence in, in a hobby of theirs that they would, you know, go, go as far as, as, as the cosplayers do. is a <clears throat> before and after of uh, uh, of Comic Palooza in Houston. So I wanted to record a little something talking about how you know these comic cons were were strictly you know comic books when I was younger and, and they were so low key and um, you know this year the the only two comic book guests are Ryan Stegman and Donny Cates. And so those lines are going to be fucking insane. Like, I mean, I don't even know. I'm going to take some books just in case. But if they're the only two comic book creators at this fucking thing, bro, those lines, man, that's just, that as a little bit, I don't know how to describe it. A little bit of poor planning on everybody's part there. Um, I don't know. I don't know how those guys are going to be able to handle the fact that they're the only uh, comic book guest at this thing. Um, there is another up and coming artist. I think I believe her name was Ariel Gonzalez. Uh, Ariel, if you're listening, I'm very sorry if I mispronounced or got first or last name wrong. Um, I've seen her Instagram, super talented, young, up and coming artist, uh, you know, making a name for herself, uh, you know, love to see it. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of unfortunate that, that Stegman and, and Kate's will be the only, you know, comic book guest, uh, of, and again, no disrespect, but of any kind of notoriety, you know, something that, you know, guess that 
you know, people will have a lot of books that they would love to get signed by those guys. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and say, uh, I'm excited to get out there regardless of the fact that the show is so minimized by COVID. Um, you know, I, I really do hope people at, at this show are, are, are behaving and being very, uh, um, not selfish about masks and, and things like that, you know, follow the health protocols, just, just do what you gotta do so that, that everybody can go to this thing and, and, and have some fun. So anyways, I, I'm looking forward to, um, going to this thing and then reporting back on the second half of this episode. And so, uh, right now I will let you guys go and I will talk to you guys after I get back from the show. Take care. Okay, well, uh, we are back to the episode, uh, fresh off Comic Palooza. Uh, my plan was to record yesterday when I got back from from the show, but uh, man, I was completely beat. There was no way I was going to be able to put together anything decent uh, after after we got back from that. I mean, I was I was beat as hell, man. We did a lot of walking. I mean, I was I was physically sore, tipsy, man. I, I was I was. Ain't no recording was going to happen yesterday as much as I really, really wanted to, um, you know, have uh, uh, the rest of this episode recorded uh, fresh off uh, getting home. Uh, so <clears throat> the rest of this episode, as I stated, is going to be kind of, you know, my impressions of Comic Palooza and, uh, you know, which was my first real major Comic Con. And, uh, you know, it was it was a, it was a real great time. And, you know, I'd kind of like to get into a little bit of that and. Uh, to finish out the episode, I'm going to run through uh, my pickups, which are very numerous. Uh, so this episode might be a little bit longer than uh, other ones in the past, but um, it'll be largely because I'm going over uh, specific pickups. And uh, uh, I haven't seen a lot of these things since I got them. And honestly, there's a giant stack of floppies here that... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to getting into and seeing what I actually did get. And, uh, on my first less, you know, buying spree of the year, basically, you know? So, uh, I did get one slab, which I will uh, talk about later. I did get a 9.8 double sign slab, uh, almost damn near after walking into the show. So, uh, you know, we'll get to those, uh, later, but I just wanted to give my quick impressions of the show itself and, um, you know, how, how it was as, as a, as a, as a fan experience. Um, so this year, uh, there was not that many guests. There's, there's only three comic book creators and two of them were Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Um, none of the lines were like outrageous, uh, for those guys. Um, I just think that was because it was it was pretty consistent. Like the line was never short. It was never really long. It was just always there. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, the people that had the biggest line, I'm trying to remember. It, they were like actresses and actors uh, from like The Mandalorian and stuff like that. That guy, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad and, and I think one of these Star Wars movies or shows or something. I don't know. Uh, the guy from Breaking Bad, Gus Fring whatever 
Star Trek show he's in. He was there. He had probably the easily the the largest line that uh, we noticed. Um, he wrapped around several times. Uh, I think those WWF wrestlers also had pretty big lines, but they uh, would go in and out. So I never really saw uh, if they had really long, consistent lines or not. Either way, don't give a shit about any of that stuff. So it didn't really matter. It was just fun to observe, uh, you know, where where people were choosing to stand in line and, and where they weren't. So um, there was, outside of those actors and, uh, you know, Cates and Stegman, they had a couple panels, but because the show was so condensed this year, they did not have a lot of real estate. And that's kind of one of the things, that was probably the biggest noticeable observation that I made. The The entire con was in one hall, which my guess is in a normal year that isn't rebounding from COVID, that you would not have every single thing in one hall. And so it was, it was kind of overwhelming because shit was just everywhere. Um, they had like live panels just dead ass in the middle of the con floor with people just walking all around, like through the pan. I mean, it, it was nuts. I don't understand how the panelists got through those. Uh, some of the bigger ones, Danny Trejo had a panel. Uh, they gave him a little bit bigger, more of a, of a little bit more of a secluded space. But it was still dead ass in the middle of, of the show floor. And everything was like just in one huge exhibit hall. Um, so, for example, if you hit one comic book dealer who had several long boxes and a wall, it didn't mean that all the people selling comic books were right there next to him. You had to walk around and just find this stuff all over the place. Because right next to the comic book guy would be... You know, these they had a lot of these like tricked out anime themed sports cars and shit. I don't know. Just it was just all thrown together. My guess is it, it, it was basically the real estate was was rented out or sold to the exhibitors um, as just a first come first serve in terms of each booth space. And so you can tell like when you come in there, there was. When you come through the door, you could see some of the some of the bigger comic book uh, dealers. They were right up at the front, you know, and, and they probably paid a lot more to be up there. Um, and then you'd go to the back, and then you'd find, let's say, five more dealers where they probably didn't have to pay that much to be in that particular aisle. Um, so, um, <clears throat> you know, my goal through this was not panels, not celebrities, not signings. None of that shit. Uh, we went just to soak in the atmosphere and go through boxes and go, you know, look at, you know, dealer walls and, and see if we can get some deals on 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 some some issues and uh, and plug in some holes in the collection. So, um, you know, one of the things I'll say was there was thousands of people at this thing. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. And the vibe was just completely positive. There was nothing, there was never at any moment did you ever sense like, I mean, it was just all 
everybody was there with a shared interest and nobody was tripping about anything uh it was real cool it was really laid back despite the fact it was just so crowded anytime you even slightly bumped into somebody everybody was like oh my bad my bad you know everything was was real uh you know friendly and and that was that was a nice uh you know that was real nice uh considering how many hours we were there you know it, it was it was nice that that was basically the vibe all the way through um from from when we arrived to when we left so uh, me and my cousin were basically stopped wherever there was, uh, you know, long boxes or short boxes. If they weren't in really weird places, uh, like some people had like these huge Funko booths and then they would have these like four long boxes or short boxes, I should say like deep in the booth. And if I didn't want a bunch of Funkos, I didn't want to have to engage with those people and, and see what they random shit. They just happen to have in only four boxes. So we skipped uh, those those kind of things, but um, one thing I'll say was I was there looking for some Marvel Legends, and just they were all so outrageously overpriced. Uh, there was like a couple that I contemplated, and even then I was just like, nah, I'd rather just buy. I'd rather buy some comics. Uh, they were all so overpriced. Um, none of the none of the places had them for for decent prices. Um, I didn't look into any Funkos. I'm not buying those shits anymore, probably. So I didn't really look. But there was, there was a uh, you know dozen people at least selling those things, uh, and, and there were several of those were uh, were really large setups. Um, I didn't see what they had, but <clears throat> they definitely had dozens or hundreds of them out on display for sale. <clears throat> so, anyways, yeah. Uh, you know, the name of the game was, you know, sightseeing, you know, we really enjoyed the cosplay, just seeing how, how into it some people got there. Obviously, some of them were, were real whack. Some of them were real detailed and cool and, and, and they were all cool. You know, they, they were all, you know, anytime anybody wanted to take a picture with any, anybody in, in, in those costumes, I mean, they couldn't be more down with it. I mean, that's probably why they're there in the first place, but you know, it was a sight to see. It was, it was, it was it was wild just how many people at this thing were doing cosplay. And I would probably say outside of individual comic book dealers and slash Funko, I mean that cosplay was easily I mean, that's probably still that was probably the biggest thing that was going on. It, it was wild how many people were there. Probably like one in four people were in an outfit at least. And so uh you know, I don't, I would never do that shit, but it is very cool <clears throat> to see <clears throat> at a show when you can just see all sorts of, you know, it's real interesting to see the kind of people. There was like a guy that was dressed as, as Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick, Vin Diesel, and he looked just like him. He did a real good job, but I was like, that was a real fucking random one to do. And I don't know if it was just because he's bald and it made most sense. I don't know. But that was the thing, you know, there was your obvious Harley Quinns and Jokers. And then then you would see stuff like that. Just random ass characters like fucking Vin Diesel from the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, so it was it was cool. It was it, like I said, it, it was every aisle had its own, you know, and I say this in, 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 in the friendliest and nicest way possible. But it had its own freak show, which was 
you know, very cool uh, to see. So uh, we'll keep going on with, uh, you know, the Comic Palooza experience. So <clears throat> they had they had bar bars set up throughout. They had little food stands set up throughout. We ain't eat nothing there. Um, did 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 get some drinks throughout the thing, um, which was was real nice. You know what I mean. You you would uh, be able to take a little pit stop and a breather um, away from the from the from the comic boxes and uh, stop for a drink and then and then get back to it. Um, it was crazy. It was it, as the as the day continued, my backpack continued to get heavier and heavier. And it just made me less and less patient. I was just like, as I would go through boxes, because my backpack was so heavy towards the end, I probably wasn't as thorough with them at the end as I was at the beginning. Um, but that's everything that I go to like that. It usually ends up just like that. I, I, I kind of burn out at, at a certain point where I'm just like exhausted from searching. Um, and in this case, it was just you're on your feet for hours and you're carrying like several, you know, pounds on your back, uh, the whole time with, you know, there was nowhere to sit really in this entire thing. Like every inch was covered in booths or exhibits or some type of shit. Um, they had, you know, real cool stuff that wasn't non-comics. Uh, I bought some gourmet beef jerky that this, this, you know, little farm out there had, uh, they had all sorts of cool stuff that was out, out there for sale. Um, you know, and, and, and that to me is part of the fun. It was just kind of walking. I mean, not that I would get a lot of this stuff, but it was cool going around and seeing the wares of everybody and, um, and just soaking in the experience again. That's, that's largely what it was about outside of, of, of trying to find some deals on stuff. So, um, you know, when it came to the actual comic book buying, you know, I, you know, everybody had their whole like, <clears throat> this box is fifty percent off. Uh, this box is twenty percent off. Uh, these four boxes are five for twenty. You know, these are priced as marks, whatever things like that. <clears throat> Every dealer kind of had some something similar uh, to that uh, at their booths. Um, and then they would have a wall uh, or, or more pricey books uh, outside of the outside of the boxes. Some of the dealers had wall books in the boxes, uh, I think, just because they didn't have space to have a wall. Um, so you would be going through boxes and, and, and finding like hundred and fifty dollar books just because there, there there wasn't a wall for them to put them on. So that that was also going on. Uh, you know, I, I I definitely as when we get into the pickup section here, starting in a second, um, I definitely got all sorts of stupid ass shit. I can already tell you that I don't even know. I'm just sight unseen. I already know there was these boxes that were like, hey, five dollars, fifty percent. I like shit, two dollars. All right, I'll get this. And then, um, you know, you just that shit added up after a while, and then there was always a, a few. You know, I, I, I ended up getting a, a grail or two uh, at this, uh, a couple grails. And uh, I'm real happy with that. I think I did pretty well on both of them. Uh, and and that, was the, that was the name of the game. It was, you know, kind of just grab a bunch of these these cheaper books, find, find one of the more expensive ones, and then, and then say, you know, can you do me this book for this and I'll get all these two. 
and a, a lot of the time they were they were open for it uh some of them would would come back with something counter with something there was one where i felt stupid so one guy i was i was like can you do me these two for 75 or he had them for 75 those two i said can you do me these two for 60 thinking he would say no and as soon as i said can you do these two for 60 he was like yep yeah yeah i was like shit i should have told him 50 but this was towards the end of the show and i think towards like but not towards the end of the show but just after peak hours i think some of the dealers are, are more inclined to to start cutting deals and um you know i think that's for obvious reasons when you're these these dealers you're you're there hours before the show starts setting up your shit getting everything through the loading docks you know getting your boots set up carrying all those boxes in getting all that shit set up once you do all that and then and then you you experience the early morning rush the peak hours the come down from the peak hours and then you start meeting some of those those booths that's when i realized shit i should have cracked some of these deals at this hour instead of earlier because some of those those people were just you could tell they were ready to get the fuck out of there and and they weren't down on they weren't really down on haggle if you came with them with something reasonable they were just like yeah sure you know here get the fucking this is one less fucking thing for me to to box up and take the fuck back home with me and you know by that time they either were they had either made what they were expecting to make paid off their booth whatever and and were more inclined i think to to start cracking deals um so you know that was one thing i noticed that i'll I'll keep in mind for the next con that i go to that's pretty big um and i will say that it you know it didn't seem like there was a particular drop off in in the quality of the books that were available right before we left compared to the ones that were there right when we got there so i think in the future i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off a bit uh maybe do some panels you know when 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 these cons are bigger again you know maybe go to a panel or two and and then start you know uh going on the on the floor and 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 talking to dealers and trying to you know trying to maybe uh catch a catch a bargain here and there so um with that said we will do basically what amounts to like an unboxing um i got a stack here very large stack i think this is uh, uh, just the fucking embarrassing amount of books that just got grabbed um these were all just you know like i said some of these were 50 percent off priced as mark negotiated 20 percent off buy one get one free i mean all they were all over the place so um with that said let's start getting into the actual pickups of comic palooza let's start cracking into this pile here uh, on top we have uh, the the uh, the uh, Iron Man hip hop cover, the Get Rich or Die Trying one, which is always so overpriced on everywhere. And I was able to get it for a couple bucks, so I was real happy with that. So that was definitely one I'm, I'm cool with. Um, some random ass Punisher comic that had him fighting Bullseye had Bullseye on it, sight unseen, copped. Uh, got Cult of Carnage, uh, issue number one, just cause I've always kind of wanted to read this and, um, it's always sounded like a pretty rad story. Uh, Jason Tierra or Frank Thierry, uh, seemed to do something pretty cool here that ended up seeding a lot into, 
uh, Cates' run. Uh, I got the Haunt number one, which was uh, Images, you know, Venom, basically. And this is early Greg Capullo, just going buck wild and, and, and uh, you know, really getting, you know, starting off. I mean, this, this number one is fully loaded. Todd McFarlane, Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley, Greg Capullo. Shit. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Uh, also, next was uh, X-Men number 11, which has been heating up a little bit too much in price. So I was able to get it for a decent price. So I wanted to snatch it up. Um, real, real awesome classic Jim Lee cover. Uh, really happy to grab it finally. <clears throat> uh, on that same X-Men run, uh, number seven, the half Wolverine, half uh, Omega Red face got a couple thor from the jason aaron run bought some mad max comics for some fucking reason i think they were dollar books uh these are the the fury road vertigo books uh got some charles soul daredevil issues uh there is a, a warren ellis uh james bond run that's i think six issues and i grabbed uh, a few of those that were dollar books just to help uh lower the price on some other shit I was getting and the covers are fucking fire they're just sweet ass secret agent James Bond shit uh so the very first thing I bought when we walked into the to the store or to the store to the convention was uh right up front I I think this was like within the first 10 minutes or something walked in I got a a a sign 9.8 CGC double signed uh, four kids walk into a bank uh, signed by uh, uh, Tyler uh, Ross and Matthew Rosenberg. Um, four kids walk into the bank is one of my favorite comic book stories ever told. Uh, I was able to get a, a slight deal on it. Um, so it was it was funny right when walking in, you know, I, I basically established a baseline like, OK, you got this shit in the first 10 minutes. You can't top this. Don't come anywhere close to, you know, topping this again for the rest of the show. Um, so, you know, I got that and, and I was real happy with it. You know, that's in real, it's, it, it presents beautifully. Um, signs, just gorgeous cover. One of my favorite stories ever. 9.8, beautiful CGC case, white pages, straight fire. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of uh, of getting. I also ended up grabbing a couple extra issues of uh, Four Kids Walking to a Bank, some variant covers. Uh, I also got some more spare parts variants, uh, that new Behemoth series. That reminds me a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino um, uh Grindhouse movie that they did, the double feature. It looks a lot like that. It looks real cool. Um, so we'll continue on here with some of the last of the pickups. As a lot of you know, I'm a, I'm a major Phantom X fan. I found a, a real, real sweet copy in a you know, nice Mylar, real sweet bag. There's a great, great price. I got it. I uh, was real happy to finally upgrade my quality on that one. Um, I find I got a uh, I got a Lone Wolf and Cub number two actually because it's got a Frank Miller cover. I've always kind of wanted one of these Lone Wolf and Cub uh, Frank Miller covers, and I when I was much younger I read a lot of Lone Wolf and Cub, so 
Um, this was real cool to grab. Uh, I grabbed a bunch of Iron Fist uh, covers uh, from the uh, Brubaker Fraction run, which uh, I really love those AHA covers. And uh, I did get a, a Carrie Andrews uh, uh, variant too. That that that's really got like a uh, what do you call it? like Mike Minola vibe to it. Um, grabbed a couple Flash covers, some more Daredevil from the Bendis run. Um, trying to fill out my <clears throat> collection of Daredevil Volume 2. Um, I think it's like 100. I can't remember how many 100 something issues. I think 130-ish. I'm getting close to finishing out that run. And it'll be nice to finally be done collecting it. Uh, since it was a lot more reasonable than, you know, collecting Volume 1 uh, of that same series. Uh Got a, a a Daredevil variant for Amazing Spider-Man. A bunch of Nightwing covers. Uh, man, it's fire-ass Moon Knights. Uh, I got a Daredevil Moon Knight cover here. This, these are definitely going up on the page right here, though. These, I mean, it, it was basically anytime me or my cousin found anything with Bullseye on it, it was just like, yep, yeah, all right, add it to the tab, let's go. Had that shit, got it. No, you gotta tell me twice. And so I, I've been looking for the uh, the 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 variant to uh, Bullseye Number One solo series, but I can't find that fucking thing anywhere. And I didn't find it at any booth uh, at the show um, this weekend. So I don't know where the fuck to find that thing. But uh, one of these days, I'd really like to snatch it. Uh, it'd be a real nice um, addition to to the Bullseye collection that I got here. Uh, all right, then. Uh, now we'll finish out the show with some of the more pricey pickups. And then uh, let you guys get out of here. All right, so to close out, uh, I finally got a, uh, a cover A for uh, Daredevil 111, the first appearance of Lady Bullseye. Uh, I basically try and collect any cover or variant or anything of this issue uh this this particular issue of daredevil um i think i think she's a, a great character um i think she continues to have lasting value she was in the soul run um zadarsky brought back you know bullseye proper so she's probably not going to show up in the zadarsky run i'm guessing or at least not anytime soon uh but still every time i i see that and, and i found just super nice copy all these these books that i'm about to run through um are, are in in pretty great shape uh i got a east of west number one that was a huge upgrade over my copy that i have this one's like uh in definitely a nine plus easily probably like a nine four at least at least a nine four um the one that i had before was probably uh, like an eight five uh, like on its best day an eight five Probably like an 8 or 7.5, to be honest. Uh, I finally got an Incredible Hulk uh, 377. You know, the neon green background, Hulk busting through. Um, contrasted with that with that real sweet, you know, Hulk purple. Um, real happy to have finally added this uh, to the collection. And uh, that one, again, was also just in, in, in fantastic shape. Uh, I got a pretty decent copy of uh, Marvel Secret Wars number seven, first appearance of Jessica Drew as as uh, Spider Woman. 
I don't give a shit about Spider-Woman at all. I think Jessica Drew and Spider-Woman as a character doesn't make any fucking sense uh, at all. I think it's a dumb origin. I think her power set is fucking weird. Um, but I do think for how much I paid for this, I think there's a lot of this, a lot of room for this fucker to grow. So, um, again, if I ever die in a bus accident, my nieces and nephews are going to be able to sell this shit. That's the, that's the plan. Um, <clears throat> finally got a copy of the ultimates number two, uh, with the Michelangelo, galactus cover which i really regret not buying a lot earlier before it turned into i don't know one of these manufactured key collector keys um i basically got this and 100 bullets number one which is one of my all-time favorite series going back to when i was a kid i found a fucking great copy of it um and I have number two and I think number four. So this this is going to be a real nice addition. But this copy is so fantastic. And uh, this Ultimates number two with uh, the Galactus cover is also in just great shape. So those those were, you know, some of the more uh, noteworthy things I grabbed while there. Um, in addition to that, that's double signed uh, four kids walk into a bank slab. That that That's basically what I got. Um, last spinning spree of the year went out with a bang uh, real happy with, with what I got some of this stuff in here is just fucking again just dumb dollar books that I was grabbing just because you're in the middle splurging and stuff like that um, anyways uh, Comic Palooza was a success it was a lot of fun um, looking forward to going back next year when it's a lot bigger than it was this year and uh you know thanks for listening to the show hope uh hope this was a, a good episode you know i know it was a little bit longer different format so i uh, hope you enjoyed it take care everybody and this is screwed up comics screwed up comics